good morning to all. Welcome to Villa Capri in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. This is Vuvu Soccer, and it's live on BLS. Bob Long, Eric Nash, Alex Krasowski here alongside. We are here for what's a huge match here early in the morning. Get up early, watch some football, because it's Tottenham against Man City. Man City, at the top of the table, they've looked like the most impressive team so far this season, but Tottenham's come out. Well, they've only scored one goal, but two are on the board. An own goal from Man City started the scoring early. And, Eric, your thoughts on this match, what it means for Tottenham in the early part of the season? Well, it's, you know, being a Tottenham fan, we talk a lot about Tottenham on the show, Bob. And, you know, I always have a problem with the way they usually come out for these big home matches, you know. They, they, they don't, they don't uh, defend their home field as well as I think they should over the last few years, okay. And now, you know, it's a tough league, and every, every, every week, uh, someone can uh, can come up and knock the other one off. Very surprised and very happy with the 2-0 Tottenham lead right now. Uh, yeah, they're looking very good without Harry Kane. Um, Son has definitely come in. and Oh, my gosh. You know, very, very skilled. He, he's a different type of player because he has a lot of activity. Where Kane is, needs the service. Right. You know, Son's more all around the park. He'll be getting the service. So yep. he's, he, it's very good to see him playing. I know when, when he wasn't playing because when Kane was in there, uh, you know, not that I'm happy that Kane's out, and I'm happy to hear that he's his injury is going to be probably another couple of weeks, not as bad as they thought. Okay, but you know, it's looking good right now for Tottenham. They're playing very well, uh, and if they can win this game and hold on to a two goal lead, which is never a given with Tottenham at home, they'll be one point out, which is amazing. And it Manchester United, by the way, with a wonderful. Uh, blowing a 1-0 lead yes, against Stoke, Stoke at home in their beautiful light blue Stoke uniforms uh, and giving up a goal uh, in the late time, I think about the 80th minute of that game. Once again, the chosen ones, you know, I wonder when they're going to start asking for his head. Probably next week, yeah. the way it works, you know. Well, at this point, we'll send it over to Alex Krasowski. Alex, your opening comments on a beautiful Sunday morning. Yeah, uh, beautiful. Not not so much weather-wise over here, but um, on the scoreboard, though. On the scoreboard, maybe yeah. for some of us. For for some of us, yeah. The the two nil uh, lead by Tottenham. I mean, they look good. And, and Man City's. I think they got them on some counter attacks, maybe some cheap goals in there. Um, but otherwise, coming off a tie for Man City in the Champions League, they, the, this is the game they have to win. And uh, with forty five minutes left, three goals is going to be hard. But I think they can do it. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count. You know, as a Tottenham fan, like I said, I wouldn't count anything as a given. Okay, um, I hope that they don't go into a complete uh, park the bus type of shell. I hope they keep playing because they've been doing very well in the counterattack. Mm-hmm. One more counterattack goal and it's over. Uh, you know, when you say this is a game that they need, let, let's be realistic. They're they're six and zero oh in yeah. six games. They have the full maximum points and they're at the top of the league. Regardless of what happens in this game, they're still at the top of the league. So I can't say it's, it's a must game. I think that Celtic game was was a game that they, you know, it's a bad game to drop points. I don't. That I have the to, Champions League the for Champions those League, right. of our. And it wasn't Celtic. There. It wasn't Celtic Stadium, so that's a tough place to play. But we're talking about Celtic against Man City in the Champions League. Celtics never fared very well in the Champions League, right? Especially in Barcelona, trounces uh, you know, kills Celtic. I don't know how many goals that was seven to nothing, seven to one, something like that. But I say a must win because you look at the, the the previous Premier League winners, maybe not last year, but the year before that. I forget who it was, probably Manchester United or City or Chelsea or something like that. Chelsea but was the year, year prior. before that was yeah. City. Year before that was maybe Chelsea or Man U or something like that. They've they've always won maybe their first maybe ten games or something like that. You know, when you're going for the title. Dropping just a single game, I think, is very important and, and, and it's something that you can't afford to do. 
So I see Man City as title competitors, and so every game, in my opinion, for a title competitor is a must-win. If I may. Sure. If I may, because I understand the points you make. I I don't... Haven't fact checked it whether you know the last besides Leicester was there's four or five teams if they've all won their first ten matches. But what I'll say to that is let's say that they were to lose this match. It's not like there's another team out there that's also won their first six or seven matches. That well, if Man City loses today, now it's going to be that team. It's going to be someone else that hasn't won their first six games. So while I understand the concept, must win. You want to see them win the match. You know. I, I think that's tough to say at this early juncture, but, Eric, to sort of a Tottenham point now, that's got to say a little bit, I think, about what Alex thinks about this Spurs team moving forward, that this match early on is so important. Alex, do you see Tottenham being a team there at the end that Man City would be competing against? Well, right now, uh, I do, and and that's why I think this game is so important. Tottenham, you said, is in second place. If they were to win this game, they'd only be a point back, and and those are the kind of, uh, and that's the the kind of stuff I don't like to see in the table. It's just a one-point difference between teams. As a City fan, I'd prefer, what would that be, four points, I guess you could say, obviously, And, 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 and that's the difference. No, I think it would be seven, six point swing, right? I have to think about this for a second. Okay. Come back. But I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. what, besides well, three, the fact... All right, let's say it's four now, right? Sure, Tottenham it's four gets now. three, so it's down to one. Right. But if Man City were to get three, right. Tottenham zero would go right. from four I to like seven. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Math like checks that. out. Let's do it. <laughs> I think I, the thing I'm looking at, though, is Tottenham would be the lone... I believe the lone team with that, that hasn't lost yet if they get through this game. Is that correct? And that's a big deal after seven games, you know? And to beat a team that's undefeated... Uh, although I'm not seeing City bringing their A game so far. Now, if that's Tottenham playing a five. See, Tottenham is a very, just to piggyback on what you were asking, Alex, Tottenham's a really good team. They lose Harry Kane. They really haven't lost, really skipped a beat, if you ask me. Right. And that's big. Son's a great player. I mean, many people were bitching that he wasn't getting enough playing time. This guy's a real star player. Deli Alley. I mean, they, you know, I'm He's I, a monster. You know, they got He's some players, man. You know, uh, Erickson, I mean, they got some players on this team. Even the defense has been strengthened. I mean, it's a strong team. You know, I really think that this could be. And, Bob, I believe you picked City, so you're certainly not surprised by no, that. I, I, no, I mean, yeah. for this season, I actually went out on a limb with this one and picked Chelsea, Chelsea, which isn't going too well at the moment. But Yeah, I mean, when you see Chelsea and City struggling between sixth and eighth place after this week, yeah, that's a pretty darn good start for both our sides, Alex, to be yeah. honest with you. To be first and second or second and first against, you know, because obviously um, with Mourinho coming in with all the fanfare, you know, it, it's not looking magnificent. I mean, I'm telling you, Stoke may be one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, Tottenham played them last week or the week before, so they're not mm-hmm. a very good team. Uh, at Old Trafford, where you have a lead at the 70th minute mark or whatever, you can't give up those points. No. And they gave them up at Old Trafford, and I'm not very, very not impressed with Stoke. I'm not impressed with Mourinho and his uh, his uh, uh, Manchester United team right now. To me, anyway. Maybe. Pogba, what what has Pogba been doing for them? He's put a hole in the wallet. Well, he has, but what has he done as far as... uh, And I haven't watched the games close enough, but I haven't seen him hit the score sheet maybe once. I don't know how many goals he has necessarily. Nothing spectacular. But he has not lit the world on fire yet. Nor has... uh, Well, the other guy has scored more. Ibrahimovic. scored. But the bottom line is, hey, they, they you know they're not right now. If the season ended, they would maybe not even be in Europe. Okay, so you know, not great. 
Right, just to fact check that for you, Eric Pogba is one goal. One goal. This whole season. Now, I don't yeah. know if he necessarily played the first game or two, but still, that's not good. That's not a very good return on their investment, but he's a very, very strong player. Some guys' games, as we saw many with many of the Tottenham pickups over the years, Bob, don't translate very well to the English game. You know, it just yep. doesn't. You know? Yeah, we saw it with Schweinsteiger for... Perfect. For that team, that same team last year, and yeah, you see it all the time. Roberto the Soldado, Soldado, perfect example. I mean, he goes back, he goes back to the league, and he's doing fine. Did well for uh, for Atletic Madrid. Goes goes to Tottenham. It was a disaster, pretty much. Yep. Couple penalty kick goals, and that was about it. Dare Not I say, Fernando that. Torres? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, Torres at least had his time in the sun in England, though. You got to say, though. right? You know, he was he was a probably MVP or very close. You know. Uh, yep. About four years back, but he's back with Atleti as well and playing well. You know? Sure. So one of the guys that that has successfully made that change, Diego Costa for Chelsea. Good, good one. That's good. Yeah. But you know, I mean, you, you want and Aguero, of course. Also, I think he's right. Interesting how all these guys play for Athletic Madrid. You ever notice that? It's almost amazing how many great strikers that they had. Right. But uh, it is. It's a different league. It's a different type of game. Best league in the world, the English league. You're not gonna. No one's gonna tell me otherwise, you know. And I, uh, you know, I'll say that. And I watch a lot of La Liga, and it's a very strong league. But bottom to top, there's no league as good as the English Premier League, regardless of who's who 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 is sponsoring them. Is it Chrysler or Chevrolet? I don't even know. Well, Chevrolet I see Chevy does the TV. So Chevrolet does the TV, and they do Manchester United. Right, but they are not the official sponsor. The official sponsor is just a big lion right now. That's there you got. go. So that's good. That's as it should be. But the Jacksonville Jaguars might be the, 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 the Jaguars may be coming soon. The London Jaguars. You talked about a sponsor football, my friend, and it, it, interestingly enough. We're watching all kinds of football, which is very odd for a 9.30 in the morning uh, in America to be watching an English game at Wembley that isn't our well, an football. an American game, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Indianapolis Colts. Jaguars are under contract to play one game in London each year through 2019. And they started to build a following over there. You see people waving the, the gold Jaguars flags each year. At Wembley Stadium now, whether they're giving out as uh, as prizes or souvenirs at people Maybe walking into out the Jaguars. stadium, I'm not sure. <laughs> but never. Maybe they're giving cars out. Maybe yeah, that's that would be pretty nice. Can Here's I the ask thing about. Uh, go ahead, Eric. No, I was, well, I was just going to say, as a lawyer, let, let's look at the facts here. Now, you have. We talked about this a little, guys, and I'm sorry. I, let's I'll make sure we'll he says as point. a lawyer because no one else, no other profession looks at the facts. So well, let's look at the facts. Go to the I, I, well, the facts I don't. Is, <laughs> facts is you have, you have Tottenham Hotspur, who obviously <laughs> we follow very closely here, who has some kind of an allegiance now and a contractual um, connection yes. with the NFL. Right? I mean, right. by next year or the, I think the year after, they're going to have a stadium that's going to be a traditional, not traditional, an atraditional multi-purpose stadium because they're going to be able to roll out the soccer field and the football field with real grass. I mean, that's a right. real state-of-the-art thing going on there. And, you know, why? Well, I said that was a huge connection when I saw it. Now you've got them playing regular season games, which I think they've been doing for a couple of years. They have, but okay. they will move there, yes. Right. They will be playing NFL games at the new White Hart Lane. As LL Cool J would say, what's the dealio, man? What's going on? What do you think? What do you think's happening here? I mean, I mean, I think it's very, very clear. Roger Goodell has not been 
in any ways two-faced about his words. He wants to expand the brand of the NFL. He wants to have a team in London, and I think the logical fit is the Jacksonville Jaguars playing in London and playing at Tottenham Hotspur, their new stadium. Why is that logical? Just because Jacksonville is kind of a piss-poor city for the NFL? Well, yes, they've talked (laughs) about moving the Jaguars multiple times. They have not. They've also been the team that's gone over to England now for three years in a row and will continue to for the next three as well. That's a very interesting thing. Now, I'll tell you what, though. This is kind of interesting. Maybe sometimes the teams that play, because I remember when they first started doing this, the Dolphins used to go a lot. And you know the Dolphins have the most popular colors. Fans like, I don't know why. They like the aqua with the orange. Yeah, and, so. you know, and I used to think that, you know, a lot of it was marketing. You know, they put the, the teams in. And the Jacksonville have kind of a cool, like, you know, logo and, you know, uniform kind of thing going on there. And right. they got Andrew. I thought when I first saw this game, I'm like, oh, Andrew Luck's the ticket here. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure now. It may be Jacksonville. Maybe they're making Jacksonville. This is their home away from I home. I think that's, that's what they're going to do. And remember this, right? This is the other important thing. Shahid Khan owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Shahid Khan is the owner of Fulham. Obviously, they're not going to play at Craven Cottage, but Shahid Khan has those connections overseas, connections with England, and can use that brand that he's created. Unfortunately, Fulham down at the championship level at this point, but he can use that to continue to make his mark in England. And I think that's, honestly, the stars kind of align, right? And I don't know if it's next year or the year after, 10 years from now, but I think the ownership makes sense. I think the new stadium at Tottenham makes sense. I think Roger Goodell's vision is crystal clear. And so as a result, I see that as something that could absolutely happen in the near future. Could it be derailed? Sure. No doubt about it. But I think that's the sense. That's the direction they want to go as of right now. The only other team... Well, I mean, I guess the Rams would have been a logical choice as well, but now that's... Do you think Stan Kroenke wanted anything to do with London, England? I have no idea. Is there a connection between Stan Kroenke or, or a dislike of Stan Kroenke and, and London? I don't know. Well, the name I sounds kind of English. Kroenke, yeah. I can see it. Yeah, T and Kroenke's. If, if it had to come down to maybe St. Louis or London, sure. But he did everything he could to, no pun intended, ram down the throat of the NFL the move to the second biggest market in the yeah, country, Well, that makes Los complete Angeles. sense that they went back there, to me, anyway. And they're probably are they building them a new stadium? They're going to stay in a college. They are. No, yeah. they're building a new stadium. It makes complete sense. The LA is a little before your guys' time, but the LA Rams had a very, very great tradition. Not not too many championships in the modern era, but certainly a lot of great players. Uh, you know the the defense, the, the Deacon Jones, people like that. Roman Gabriel. I mean, there's the Rams for many many years were a big, big sell, and then there was a you know somehow they ended up in St. Louis. You know, and that is what it is. Uh, but I think that uh, I never could understand how LA didn't have a team. They went from two to none. Well, and I've talked about this before yeah. from a sports economics perspective. The NFL is the one sport where that can happen because Apparently. I know I say this all Wait, the time. The one sport where what can happen? You can have a team and then you could and have then not a, have a team. No, no, no. Where you could not have a team in the second largest market in the country. Sure. Okay. Explain, please. And the reason that is is because the revenue sharing at the NFL. It's the most balanced revenue sharing in all sports. In fact, a trivia question. And for anybody out there listening, you can tweet us at Vuvuzela Blast and at Bob Long Sports. There are only two forms of revenue sharing in the NFL. 
or I should say forms of revenue that are not shared. So anything you can think of is shared, right? You know, jersey sales, etc. Besides these two things, do you know what those two things are? Beer. No. Beer sales are shared. Like essentially food concessions. That, that all goes that, that all goes into the same thing. Concessions, okay. parking, concessions, yeah. Parking, gate, all of that goes into what is shared. So that is all shared. I think outside the box for this one, do we? What do we have to think outside shared. the box? Uh, why don't you tell us? Yeah, yeah, well take one more guess, Eric. Okay, take one more guess. We'll see if there's any really quick tweets in here. Again, at Vubuzalablast, at Bob Long Sports. We'll give you a... Take, what we'll what is you a not Vubu, shared we're talking yeah. about with the league? We'll give you a Vuvuzela prize pack if you can get this. Probably, perhaps the uh, luxury boxes? Luxury boxes is one oh, of man. the forms yeah. of revenue that is not shared. Yes, gate revenue is shared, ticket sales... Except for luxury box, and we'll get into a historical example. Sorry, I'm that. sorry, fellow tweeters. I apologize. That's if I okay. Stepped on your feet there. Well, you don't apologize to me, but yeah, I didn't think there was a chance in heck I was right. So that's the only reason I dragged. Alex, I'll give you one more guess. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something similar to luxury boxes. Bobbleheads? Nah. Just kidding. <laughs> that's merchandise, right? Okay. That is merchandise. Yeah, I really don't have. I don't have anything else. I'm out. All right. Take Ticket one. licenses. Season, ticket licensing, you know, no? What's that? Oh, personal seat license, no. No, not personal seat license. There's Larice keeping that, keeping it against you, something dumb, isn't it? It is something dumb. But Yeah, it's something dumb that the NFL gave, gave some rights up to. I mean, it makes sense, the luxury boxes, and that would explain a lot of why these new stadiums come up that so are so luxury So think of the types of revenue heavy. that are out there, right? There's... Yes, merchandise, there's ticket sales. Advertisements. Right, advertisements, but that goes more so to the, uh, yeah, I guess there's advertisements the NFL, in the stadium. Right. Yeah, so, no, no, no. I was thinking on the television, but that goes to the broadcasters. But no, right, there's, there's partnerships in place. No, it's actually, one more check of the Twitter. We are good. No correct answers yet. Preseason television revenue. Interesting. Well, you, it's, now you've it's seen always it, right? been a different entity that does always that. Always a different sure. entity. Yeah. Equals Eagles TV, you'll see. But obviously during the regular season, all those television revenue dollars are shared because it's national contracts with right. Fox, CBS, NFL Network, NBC, etc. ESPN for Monday Night Football. And obviously that's different than the model of regional television for basketball and for baseball with some national games as well. That so that's not going to be shared. But, yes, the preseason television revenue, the only thing in the NFL besides luxury box sales. You're exactly right, Eric. That tells me, that tells me a lot shared. about the lack of revenue that comes in from these preseason football games, <laughs> I'm guessing. Okay, just, That's just my, my aside to that. But, you know, it's interesting when you look at – also, when you look at the, uh, the revenue sharing, that's a very good point from an economic standpoint. But if you look at the – you know – Football's the one game that they're not, to me anyway, they play such a few amount of games that the actual in-game live crowd is not really where the money's at. The money know? is absolutely right. in the broadcast right, contracts. Right. There's no doubt about it. There's not, there's not 81 games. There's eight, maybe 10 if you count the preseason games. You know? Right. Right. So right. that's, you know, so you could, and they, they sell out anyway for the most part. You know what I mean? So. It's not. It doesn't really matter if they could build three hundred thousand seat stadiums that people would go and sit, right. well, you know, five miles away from the action. They would, I'm sure. It's yeah. funny we're not setting each other up. You, you highlighted the two main points as to why you don't need to have a stadium 
or you don't need to have a team in Los Angeles, and why a team moved, two teams moved from the second biggest market to Oakland and to St. Louis, respectively. You mentioned the luxury box revenues, right? Yep. Where do the LA Rams used to play? Where they, they currently used to play, play? The Coliseum, right? Coliseum. What is the unique characteristic about the Coliseum? There's no luxury boxes. No luxury boxes. So therefore, the NFL Al Davis, doesn't care about that. When the Al and yeah. when Al Davis yeah. wanted to put in luxury boxes with the Oakland Raiders, he was told no. Right, There's and that's why he wanted him because he, that why, would be his revenue, and that's why he can move to Oakland because, for like you said, there's not 81 games. There's eight games. You can move to a much smaller market. You're still going to sell out 65, 70 thousand seats. In case the Col- uh, the the Oakland Coliseum, it's only about 57 thousand, but you can still sell that out eight times a year, even if you're in Jacksonville, Florida versus Los Angeles. So that doesn't change the revenue at all. And right. those gate revenue tickets, right. uh, all that is shared. But then you get more on the top from the luxury boxes. That's why you can move from L.A. to Oakland. Right. So there was two revenue streams that were outside the NFL for Al Davis, and one was being blocked from it if, if they stayed in L.A. Exactly Or if right. they moved back to L.A. Which is why, by the way, they will be having a new stadium with, I'm sure, plenty of luxury boxes. That's exactly right. right. But, you know, I, I always believe that I think I've touted on this show even that, you know, these games could be played on – the NFL games could be played on a soundstage, they re- a TV soundstage. I think they're really good. I don't think the live – I mean, a live audience is nice. But you could be – they could play these games realistically in some generic stadium, you know, CBS or NBC stadium with 100,000 fans there. It would be the same thing. And they would have their fans making all the noise, and it really wouldn't matter that much because the game – sells itself. Now, the head injuries and stuff like that may be the downfall ultimately for the sport. And there is some indication in the first three games of the year, revenue has been down for the NFL. The TV, the radio, I don't know why. Wow. They were trying to figure out why that would be. I'm surprised to hear that. No, it's certainly true. They were talking about it. In fact, the whole segment on WIP, they were talking about it. I don't understand why that would be, Bob. They said the game is not quite... I'm doing my air quotes as interesting. I don't know why. It's, not, it's more boring. I don't know why. It seems to me the offense is down this year and the defense is up, and I mentioned that before, and I don't really know why that is, but I think it's a good thing because it makes the game. The game is becoming a little bit too much like arena football for my liking. When, hey, you know. don't, don't hate on arena football. Oh, I'm not hating it. BLS's partnership with the, the Philadelphia Soul. I'd stand that up to... I don't think I was... Yeah, but I don't think... First of all, the, by, by the way, the, the Philadelphia Soul, congratulations, were, are given are be given an award for the Philadelphia uh, Hall of Fame banquet this year. Wow. Them along with uh, Villanova for being champions this year, getting an award, the Soul and Villanova, uh, along with whoever gets to put into the Philadelphia Hall of Fame this year. But That's exciting. I thought that was interesting. I heard that on there, and they, they're getting a special... Uh, Award for winning a championship Where to is those that, two teams. That Hall of Fame. I want to say South Philly. I'm not 100 percent sure. Probably by the stadiums, right? Probably somewhere down there. We'll let you know because the last time that they did this, Bob, we we were told that the next time that they have this Hall of Fame thing, we're going to be able to do a show there. Oh yes, if that's I told right. you that, I I'm not certain if this is the same thing that I'm talking about as what we. Well, we should we should look into. I'm that going to look into. It. I will talk to my buddy Chuck Shields if you're listening. I want to give you a call this week, okay? Your buddy Chuck, yeah. who hopefully yeah. is listening. Your ties there, my ties with the Philadelphia Soul and with Villanova basketball. I mean, 
we should absolutely find our way there, Eric. And, and now that we found our way to doing golf coverage, we can talk about just about anything. Don't yes, you think? we can. Yes. Oh, man, these guys are making fun of me. Oh, well, Eric, also the me- show. he mentioned we wanted to talk about the chase for the cup, too, on NASCAR. Oh, so yes. we, we have that aspect covered. The Nationwide and the Marble series, Chef- is that still a thing? And the Marble Championship at Ann Arbor. Series. It's the Xfinity yeah, Series? And, and Don't forget the Sprint car anymore? Uh, Don't forget the Marble Championship in uh, Summer's Point next summer. We might want to tune into that one as well. Just a thought. Uh, so anyway, we're... You guys we're, are we're, jackasses. Well, is, <laughs> there's no doubt. But it, we will talk Ryder Cup, we, by the we, way, we, and we're not going to make fun of it. Just no, we for are those fans that are I'm getting making, offended I'm making right fun because I don't understand it. It's because I'm ignorant, really, ah. which you all probably know that anyway. <laughs> but let, here's the thing, though. We're talking about, before we get off this thing with the, uh, uh, the NFL, and you make and a very good point. Thank you. That Well, I don't know if it's a good point, but you make a very <laughs> interesting point. I shouldn't yeah. say good because the I don't really know exists, that, right? that you're telling me that Football, American football, is getting big in England. Now, obviously, there's some buzz. I don't know how many fans they have. There. I don't know how many Americans go to this game. I don't know. But the point is they keep doing it. Is it getting big? Because I remember thinking that, you know, Brian, when we used to Brian Cameron's car, we'd be on the show and say, well, they don't need American football. They've got their sport, and they certainly do. I don't think American sport has delusions of taking over from the Premier League in, in England, who knows? Maybe they do. It's going to be a tough. They can battle. Yeah, it's they a can tough certainly sell, battle. But I think what it comes down to is you're trying to get, and you mentioned this before as well. You're trying to get the youth of England to get on board. And from what I am hearing, again, secondary sources here, it is growing, and it absolutely is something that they follow. Very similar, maybe at a more youth level, right, or, or maybe at uh, a younger, in terms of its infancy, uh, stage, but very similar to what you see to China and the NBA. And sh- The NBA is a huge deal in China. That's what the NFL wants to be in England and throughout Europe. This isn't limited to England. Obviously, if they're going to put a team somewhere, they'd like to put them in London, but they want to get access to the entire European market. Well, they've been working this European market, Bob, for 30, you know, 20 years by now. How long has it been since the, the, the league, the American Football and Europe League was, was going on? I've mean, got to be honest. I don't know much about that. But I remember they had the London Monarchs, the... Uh, Berlin team, they they certainly Amsterdam, they and then eventually it went down the Rhine. It went down to about three or four. Ger- Apparently, it was very big in Germany because they had Berlin and Rhine and a couple other cities there. So I wouldn't be surprised if they moved to England if they don't move to Germany also at some point. Wow! So maybe maybe the Raiders or somebody might go to Germany. You know? Yeah, I think that would take a little bit, but well, that, you know, I don't it's all see about the, the money, man. Well, it's it's all going to be about the money. If the money's there, it'll happen. Hey, look. Rollerball, the movie. Did you ever see the original Rollerball? Well, I have yeah, not. That was that was a, a dominant a sport that was basically became the equivalent of war, and people would get out their their frustrations, their violent, the, a, a, a violent population would get out their frustrations in this violent game, and what it, it was a worldwide game, and the team was a Houston team that James Kahn was the starting movie play for, but they played they went and played in China. I'm sorry, Japan and England. And I, I, you know, I mean, it makes sense. The world is so much smaller now. It makes sense that this is going to happen, Bob. But has it really happened yet? It really hasn't. You know, in a major league where they have actually brought in anybody outside of a, a bordering country like Canada, you know, into the into the major league baseball. But sure, it really hasn't happened yet. There hasn't really been globe trotting 
professional sports. Now, they could certainly do it with the NBA, you would think, but China's very far it's away. very far away. It's right. 12 hours right. difference from a time difference perspective. It's very, very difficult. But, again, I think you just follow this story over time. The NFL, it's coming from an international perspective. I think, like we said, just repeat it one more time, Shahid Khan being the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars has an interest in London in terms of the Fulham football club. Craven Cod is not going to play there. Building the new stadium at Tottenham, they have a partnership with the NFL. They're going to play regular season games there once it's built. Again, and Roger Goodell's vision is crystal clear with regard to the desire to move over to England. So I think you line all those up, and at some point I think that has a very good chance of happening. Before you move, because I want you to move on, but there's two, two comments. One, you made a very interesting comment again about how the fans, the young fans in Europe or England specifically are getting into the NFL, right? Isn't that exactly what we've been talking about with soccer in America? It is. Isn't that funny? So the young fans obviously are the key. They're the future. They're the ones that are spending a lot of the, uh, the extra money, you know, with people, young people without families and, that, uh, and a lot. But, you know, did you know also that the guys, that, the hedge fund people that own the Philadelphia 76ers, you know they own Crystal Palace? Yes, I did know That's that. That's interesting as well. And so, they, uh, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, they just bought an eSports franchise as well. That's right. What does that mean? I have to is brush that up the, on Is it. that I really the uh, internet gaming e-sports. thing? eSports, yeah. It's video games. Oh, that's crazy. I watched that. Competitive video games. Talk about being lost, Bob. I wanted to try to understand. I couldn't even understand what they were doing. <laughs> it was basically Bob, Bob. There's a whole avenue for you, though, man. You could be an announcer uh-huh. for the eSports, man. Oh, I can see oh that. my goodness, no. They're not out there yet, Bob, and that's huge. Talk about the re- You said a hedge fund is investing in it, right? No, no, not a hedge fund. The guys that made their money in the hedge fund, they don't fill up the Oh, they made the money with the hedge I'm, fund. I'm, I'm okay. forgetting their name, the guy's name. Who's the main guy for the Sixers? You know? Joshua Harris. Josh Harris, right. And those, but those guys own Crystal Palace, and they do have that new franchise he's just talking about, the gaming thing. And there's another team as well there, uh, New Jersey Nets. So they're all over the place. They're taking man. over the East Coast. They, the well, you know, they got a lot of money and they know how to use it, man. They do. Money talks. It's just too. So anyway, Bob, so that's that's a good story. It's a good fun. Meanwhile, it's still 2-0. Yes, uh, it is. 63rd uh, minute. Let's take a quick break and come back on the other side. We'll get back to English soccer here. Right. Maybe Vuvu a little soccer. golf. And maybe a little bit of golf. Can't wait to get there. This is Vuvu Soccer live at Villa Capri, 51 West Court Street in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. We'll be here for a while, so if you're in town driving around, just hanging out, listening to some soccer, come out and join us. Say hello. Bob, Eric, Alex, we'll be back on the other side. Vuvu Soccer. Robner, Allen Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. 
Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radabaugh, as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, I, you know, of all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And- so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. Hey, Bob Long Sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports Network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. BobLongSports.com gives you not only the best radio broadcasts on the internet, but plenty of articles as well. Stay up to date on your Penn State football team. Stay up to date on college football, the MLB, the NFL, and every other major sport out there. Tune in to all the radio shows and be sure to check our website regularly to see what content we have up now. And when you hear that jingle... Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. You know you're in the right place. 
Robner, Allen Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, and any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. Welcome back to Boo Soccer. We're here at Villa Capri, and everything in the last five minutes of commercial has fallen apart. Bob Long, Eric Nash, Alex Krasowski alongside. And uh, the gentleman who you just heard say that's not true is not Donald Trump, in fact. No, it's Eric Nash, and he's, uh, he's in his own world right now. So, Alex, Alex, I think what we need to do is try to keep this on the rails, but we're not going to be successful. So, Eric. Can um, I give a shout-out to my new rabbi? <laughs> Yes, it's your show, Rabbi Cove uh, Betianu is the name of it. It's called the Synagogue Without Walls. So now when they say no walls can contain me, they're right, okay? So I had to find a synagogue without walls. So Rabbi so Cove... So you're saying you actually can be contained by no walls. Right, I like to be... You're being yes. contained by the synagogue with no walls, but you're not being contained by any walls. Conventional means... Cannot contain me, okay? There the metaphysical go. walls. Jimmy McGinty is anything you. but a conventional guy. Who? That's a line from The Replacements. Oh, okay. Oh, The Replacements? Yeah. She's a John hottie. John Great TV She's a show, hottie, right? that girl. That, uh, my, buddy, my buddy Darren Restesol loved her. You know the girl, the, the girl that was in that movie? Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, man. Okay, Rabbi Cove, way to go, man. Happy <laughs> New Year to all my Jewish friends out there, by the way. It's, it's New Year's, by the way. Jewish New Year's uh, tonight. Yeah, tonight. Wow, happy New Year's to you. So thank you very much. Just another year. You'll see. You start hating celebrating stuff when you reach my age. Another year, they come so fast. It's like shuffling (laughs) cards, man. It will come. I feel like almost like two months from now, you'll have another year. The way you're acting, it looks like you got like three years older since I started talking, I think. Yeah, I believe that. Okay, anyway, back to, so where are we? The Ryder Cup? Are we there yet? No, we were not. We'll we'll get there. But (laughs) Uh, I wanted to bring up LaSalle Soccer. I wanted to bring up LaSalle Soccer, yes, because we at Vuvu Soccer, we have partnerships through BLS with, uh, with soccer organizations, obviously, in the community and We've done a lot of great things over the years, Eric. Ukrainian National, we've done shows from there. You've got to do that again. We will. We should do that again. And another great partnership we have is with LaSalle Soccer. And so we broadcast some of their games live and through the BLS Media Channel, the live stream that you're listening to as we speak. And what's great is they had a tough week coming up this past week. Started with a game against North Penn on Saturday morning. They won that game 1-0. They played Father Judge on Tuesday. We were unable to call that game, but they won that match 2-1. to one. That's, That's my Catholic school, by the way. There you go. It's my neighborhood Catholic yeah, school. Yeah, in the Northeast. That's where I would have gone. If I wasn't Jewish, <laughs> I probably would have went there. Where are you from, Eric? I'm from Northeast Philly. No, what's, Walsh, what, what Walsh, section? Walsh in the Boulevard. Bustleton, they Bustleton. call it. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Hey, guys, right down there at Northeast High School last night calling LaSalle versus that same Father Judge football team. There you go. My rabbi's from Northeast High There you school, go. So there back you to the rabbi. Small Why world. Not? Yeah, really You can small. play Jewish geography with me anytime, Robert. I believe it. So back to LaSalle Soccer. <laughs> you want to go to service with me tonight? 
You'll for like the new it. year. Yeah, we it's a, except that we read, we read everything backwards and it's in a language you never saw. You probably will be able to follow it easily. Sounds good. Now, Rabbi Cove's right. Follow good. it better than Ra- what I'm, whatever's happening here. That's probably <laughs> true. Rabbi Cove is a great guy, and he's I really so happy to be fighting a little bit of uh, my faith that I've lost for some time. So I'm happy. That's good. Let's move on, Bob. Seriously. In all rea- in all reality, <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. But <laughs> you no, know, you're not. No, no I, I mean your faith. That's great. I'm going to die soon. I need to know where I'm going, man. Don't you don't understand so. the you don't understand the gravity of that statement. I don't think. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm a heavy guy. I understand gravity. Okay, that's just uh, okay. But go ahead. You go on. Go on. Let's move on. I'm sorry. A, I think that's about outlook saying you're going to die soon, Eric. That's well, you know, everyone's going to everyone's going to die. Not no, soon, no. though. No, but I think you need to understand your your uh, mortality. In order to enjoy the present. Yeah, but there's a lot of smart doctors and stuff <laughs> out there now. We're, we're no longer, you know, yeah. in the age where medicine can't well, cure you. Well, you see that new, that, that new commercial where they said someone's going to, I don't know what it was, someone's going to live to be 150-something years old. And the joke is, how's that 401k doing for you? So, you know, I'm a little, wonder, a little worried <laughs> on how I could afford to live that long, okay, to be honest with you. But I'll let you know. When I'm here in 100 years talking to you, Bob, we'll... Uh, That'll be good. Well, we're here from Villa Capri and Doylestown sharing a pizza and talking some soccer when you're 100. When I'm 150 and you're 130, I still can't make fun of you for being old. I, it's, it's totally like I can't come at you that way. That's I hate unfortunate. That. Okay. We'll both on. be very old at that yes. point, though, so don't you worry. You may, be so, you, you may be so crazy in the head, you may think you're older than me, so I may be able to get away that with it be. anyway. That could be. I could see that. All right. I doubt it. But let's go on. You, you'll always have more of the ball than me, I'm pretty certain, okay? Sorry, Alex. We, we just we kid because uh, we love. I don't come to the to Villa Capri to, to talk on the radio. I just come to listen to you guys in person. <laughs> you're, you're the one. But th- thank you very much. We appreciate it. So, Bob, yeah. let's go. Let's go. I'm so, done. LaSalle soccer, right? They play okay. Father Judge on Tuesday. Then they play Roman Catholic on Friday afternoon. We got to call that game. And it was a great match. Two not two. we. Not we. We, just collectively. We, Bob Long Sports. We're part of the, the organization. I know. I'm waiting for my invite. Bob won't let me on the air because he thinks I'm going to upset. Uh, I'm going to upset the the uh, the Catholic League of, of uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Which is funny because I did invite you to a North Penn game. You were simply unable to make you it. You know what? You did. I'm sorry. This you is did. a Friday afternoon game. Didn't think anybody could make it. And I actually want to give a shout out to one of the senior managers on the LaSalle soccer team, Nick Ormsby, who came on in a pinch, needed him to help out on that Saturday game. He came out and did a great job and then returned on Friday to call it again. So we may have a young color commentating broadcaster on our hands, and his name is, uh, is Nick Ormsby. Like I said, LaSalle College High School senior manager. He's actually, Eric, you'll love this, the founder of the International Soccer Club at LaSalle College High School, where it's an after-school club. They'll bring kids in. They'll watch on Tuesdays and Wednesdays Champions oh, wow. League That's good stuff, after man. school. They'll Why can't we be like guest speakers? I don't know, Eric. Hey, I'll go. You should ask. I don't know. I just found out about it. I didn't know a club existed. Does it have a Facebook account? I'm not Are sure about that. I, I bet it's more through the school, so internally. Find but. out about that. But what I would love, you know what, if you if you trust me to do soccer games with you and the Archdiocese trusts me, I'm going to do it. All right. I do a good Deal. job. It's the Archdiocese that we're worried about. <laughs> <laughs> but Bob Long, it trusts you, Eric. Don't, uh, don't as worry. A lawyer, I it's, battle. Really, it's actually Bishop Michael Fitzgerald. It's like, Eric, no, I'm sorry. This is not going to work out. <laughs> I've battled the Archdiocese before. As a lawyer, I just want you to know that. Just give your four words. That's why okay. you're not allowed on. No, Eric, you're absolutely allowed on, but I, I do want to give 
Those props to LaSalle College High School. 10-0-1 on the year. Their best start, I believe, in program history. And they went through the gauntlet of a schedule. Really good North Penn team. And then the two best teams in the Catholic League with two wins and a draw. Who was the in second the team, Bob? The second game. team. So North Penn was the non-league matchup on Saturday. Father Judge. Judge, right. Was 2-1 to one on Tuesday. And then a 2-2 draw into two extra time periods. No scoring during that time frame. And so it was 2-2. For the tr- for the draw, are on, they in the uh, same, same league as with Bonner Pen- Pendy? That's right, Pendy. Bonner Pendy. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Why yeah, so well, many I would games? like to do it. Sorry, why so many games, Bob? Well, they always that, play yeah. Tuesday, Friday, and then it's always Tuesday, Friday that the high schools play. I believe so, or at okay. least you know during the weeks. There are some Thursday matches as well, uh, but on Saturday, I guess they schedule some non-league games. And actually, they played Ben Salem on Saturday morning after they played Judge. So you're right. Very, very many games. They play 80 minutes, so 40-minute halves. Uh, it's interesting. I don't, I don't really know why they play so many matches. But you got to be deep, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm going to say nothing at all to that comment at all. Okay? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh, Aaron. <laughs> you I said deep. nothing. I said nothing. Got to go deep. Okay. <laughs> that's true. So, anyway, where were we, my man? Talking about soccer. Oh, yeah, why not? We're here. <laughs> The, the banner's here. We might as well. The banner is here. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's still 2 nothing. My, my eyes are deceiving me a little bit. It's still 2 nothing over there. Yeah, the penalty kick. Remember, he saved it. Uh, was it nice? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was not a very well-taken shot by Erickson, I think. No, I thought that was not. good. I thought it was just, you know, the goalie. What do you have to do? Guess? That's it? When he you're did trying guess. To, when you're trying to stop a PK, but right? Again, he when just he guessed d- correctly. He dove to the left. But, again, the ball hit him, like, in the right. midsection. So it's not like did it. Okay. he had yeah. to reach out his arms. It was really towards the middle yeah. of the cage. And I think Bob will probably admit that the theory is a great guest will not stop a great shot. A great shot will not be touched. You know, if you get the ball, if you curl that ball near the, near the out, outside 90, post, yeah. you're going to get it. Right. You know, there's so many ways you can go. I mean, you could even go straight down the there's the save. They're showing it again. But yeah, you know it was what? really right up around the chest area where he got the arms out. What's the minutes on that? Can you see it? I yeah, they're remember. in the 79th minute of Somebody play. you're talking about 10 minutes left in the game, and uh, Tottenham's defense is held, and big, big win for Tottenham. I mean, that's, I would say, wouldn't you agree, the best part of this Tottenham team, the strongest asset that Tottenham has at this point may be the defense, even with the creative guys in the middle of the field, Erickson, Dele Alley, and, uh, and of course, Son, who we just talked about. Wow, so, that's, a good, that's a good question. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of assets on this. Top well, they got the team. two strong Belgians in the back line for sure. Lloris is a certainly a world top five goalie. Outstanding, I agree. Uh, so who else do we have? Kyle Walker still a little little yeah. jumpy sometimes. Yep. Who else we got there? He's solid though. Yeah, yeah. no, he is. He's an English national player. I mean, come on, he's, he's a real guy. Yep. So it's it's a strong Tottenham team. I think they're going to absolutely compete for the title this year. Yeah, I think you're right. I I, I think that they're not. Just a name that we're. It's not like a. It's not the Chicago Cubs hoping, and just like the Cubs are going to compete this year as well, right? Maybe you know what I mean. Maybe it's the time for the, maybe for the woe be gone. They're going to going to come up Again, and bite someone in the butt. You made that comparison last time. I'm not going to stand for it. I, That's because you Chicago, don't live in North London like the Chicago I do. Cubs are not Tottenham. Tottenham is not the Chicago Cubs. Tottenham is consistently one of the better teams in this league, and I know it has been maybe the last ten years or so, and I understand that. But they've never been relegated. The Cubs have been a team that for years has been bottom dwellers. They haven't even made the World Series since 1945. They haven't won it since 1908. So fair. I, I don't. Fair. I don't believe it's a fair. No, you're comparison. right. That's a fair statement. 
if you look at it purely like factually, you're right. But as of the lovable losers, I think there's some comparisons that can be drawn. Just to the, the love of the team, and they, they very rarely do well in the league, you know. Mm-hmm. Although they do have their every 10 or 20 years <laughs> good times. I mean, I think up until, about, won, you know? up until about two or three years ago, I would have put like a Fulham as the Chicago Cubs. That's fair. That's fair. Everton, I guess you could maybe Everton, say, you know. Yeah, a little bit of a lower budget team, but Everton played well for many, many years under David Moyes. How what about you- the, the unfortunate end of, of David Moyes? In, uh, in Everton and, and how that kind of at least sidetracked his career. What, the move to Man U? Is that what we're the discussing The move to now? Man U. Not, not good. Not good for him at all. Where is he right now? Managing He's not in England. Sunderland. Oh, yes. so he is in England. I, 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 yeah, but, I mean, yeah, but the way Sunderland's playing, he can't be that long for that team unless, well, sure. unless they haven't been for the long haul. I don't know. They're right. not playing well. I think they may have done something yesterday. Yeah, check that out, Bob. But uh, Sunderland uh, is certainly in relegation zone right now. And, and they are. And yeah. even regardless, the, you ask questions about David Moyes. Was he the man for the for the team? Was he Man United's guy? Or is that more? Well, of, apparently not. Yeah, apparently not, obviously. But they, don't, they haven't found who that is, though. They, they still haven't. What was the yeah, decision-making the process like? Why David Moyes? Was it just because Everton was performing so well, you know, at the time? Well, I th- think so. Yeah. I mean, he was the hot commodity. At that point. It really kind was. Kind of like when Roberto Martinez actually was hired to Everton from, what was it, Wigan, after they competed in the FA Cup final. Right. I said it before. I was saying we had this talk, Bob, but I think you and I, for, we really are in agreement with this. Some, they're very quick on the trigger with the management. Right. Way too one. quick. But also, some guys are just really right, like, uh, like Harry was for Spurs back in the day. Uh, like Wigan, like Wigan, uh, Roberto was yep. for Wigan, That's right. and like Moyes was for Everton. You know what I mean? Some of these guys are just, you know, it's a shame. They're in the right position. It's a shame that sometimes they're, you know, they they strive too high to get to a team that you know, when I look at a team, the difference between like Tottenham and say Arsenal, I don't see that big of a difference, you know. To the quality of the team in the last ten years, let's say. Okay? No, not that big a difference. Right. Now Tottenham has not once finished in front of Arsenal in those 10 years. But nevertheless, it That's hasn't true. been more than three or four points, you know, one point in some years. Right. It's been very similar, I agree. But some might argue some of their cup runs until last year with the FA Cup with them, with Arsenal, some of their cup runs and some of their European runs were much more impressive than, than, than uh, Arsenal's were. You know, Arsenal's the kind of team that makes it every year and does nothing. Right. You know, so uh, Tottenham, uh, you know, five years ago, they made it to the final eight. Has Arsenal ever sniffed that kind of success? I don't think they have. Yeah. Not since they were 31 and now. And you mentioned Tottenham Cup runs. This time it's the Champions League that they're working towards this year. Unfortunately, a 2-1 loss to Monaco where they controlled possession, had something like 11 corners to Monaco's zero, come back and get a huge win that they needed. And I think... uh, Eric, you have to be happy with where they are right now. They played CSK Moscow, and wow. now here they sit with three points in their group. Four matches to go in group play. I think that they are destined to move forward in this group. They're, they're good enough. I don't think that there necessarily is a reason that they should not. I think that you're right. I mean, I think certainly Monaco uh, drawing their last game kind of helped a lot because now they're top of the – they're top of the group with four, right? So it's four, three, two, and one. So it's if I remember correctly, yep. And it's 
you know, Leverkusen's a good team. Very but, good. but what I say is, you're, you're right, Bob, but I think, were we on, did we do a show since that Tottenham loss? I think we may have. We may have. I was very down in the mouth about that. That's game. right. You yeah. were. And I and I was not. And I've, I'm hearing this from other Tottenham fans as well, or heard it, that they were very down. You can't lose the game at home. You can't lose the game at home. You know, now now you got to go out there, and that next game is in Russia, which which was the case. Well, listen, you eke out the game in Russia. I was so bummed about that. And now you're fine. I was so worried about going to Russia, if you remember. You were. We were. Because we talked I, about that. Yeah, That's right. Because yeah. okay, I knew. And they went there. And what and did I'll I tell you? you what, I told was, you to relax. You were right. And you know, Russia's a tough place. I'm going to assume that CSK Moscow is a good team. Okay. You don't win. You don't get in the Champions League by being a nobody. Okay? Right. Uh, well, but there's some nobodies, beat, but, beat but I got them. you. Well, you know, Tottenham beat them fairly handily. As handily as you can win a one nothing game. Okay, it was really never in doubt. Tottenham played them on their turf, and now they're looking at, you know, uh, three points in two games. It's not that big of a deal. Right. They're sitting right where they want to be. They lost the home game. They won the tough road game. Um, I, I'm not really sure. I mean, if, if Moscow is not going to be a factor, then they may not have a hard time at all getting through this, this group, you know? Knock wood there, but yeah. Right. I mean, Monaco scored a late goal for the draw if you saw that. But, you know, they ended up, uh, Monaco's got four points because they got a late draw, okay? So, technically, uh, we would have could have been tied for the league. Actually, I'm wrong because Leverkusen would have been ahead of them before if they got the win in that game. Yeah, but nothing to, yeah, nothing to worry about. I guess bottom line point for this Tottenham team. Nothing truly to worry about. Now, on the other side, as we talk about the other team in this matchup today, a great morning match at Villa Capri and Doylestown, Man City. Man City. They draw against Celtic. We'll turn to our Man U, I'm sorry, Man City correspondent, Alex Krastowski here. Uh, no, uh, no dig intended as I mispronounced there. Wink, wink. But wink, wink. <laughs> the Man City squad draws against Celtic, a team that I, I think you would probably say is, is not a team that you should be drawing against in the group stage of the Champions League. Now, I think eventually... It's absolutely going to be Man City going through. You have the two stalwarts at the top there. I think that cream rises to the top over the course of six matches. But want to hear your thoughts on the the first portion of group play for Man City in the Champions League? Right, and I <clears throat> I did watch that game in the library of my school. That's good. So, I yeah, like it. so I did have to remain quiet for the the entirety of the ninety minutes, or else I wasn't going to get kicked out. Nothing <laughs> like effective use of your study. Time. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that, lot, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I was, uh, you know, hogging a seat that somebody else could have, you know, been using for math or whatever. But uh, that's besides the point. And, Don't worry about and, it. No big deal. And and what scares me the most, or doesn't scare me, but what concerns me the most is I'm now looking beyond the group stage and and Man City's performance in the round of sixteen. Because, like you said, I, I'm going to assume they're going to make it through, right? Yep. And and, and I, I may have mentioned this earlier, but when Barcelona is able to beat Celtic 7-1 to one or 8-1 to one or whatever it was, and then Man City just goes and ties Celtic 3-3, three, three, what does that tell you about the differences between Barcelona and Manchester City? Is, is Barcelona that much better? And, and is, are those the t- kind of the teams that... they're not that are, much are better. Are they really not? Yeah. Celtic... Celtic Stadium is a very hard place to play. You're looking at Barcelona winning at their home, which is a very impossible place to get any points in the Champions League. So I think it's a combination. I would be a little nervous, but I don't. I think sometimes you have to separate one game from the other. 
Celtic was terrible in that in that Barcelona game. They fell behind early and they got screwed on often. You know, I didn't watch the city. What did you, did you watch the city game? Yeah, and, and what did you? To you me, said you did. I'm sorry. What what, to, what did you see? That's I didn't see the game. I saw I saw a lot of similar similarities to the Tottenham game we're watching right now, where you know very good counterattacking from Celtic. You know, sloppy defensive play from Man City. You know, obviously they were able to you know kind of conjure up their attack a bit and score goals, or else it wouldn't have been a tie. But I, I saw the defense was lacking uh, terribly, and and. and uh, aggressiveness from Celtic. You know, the team wanted to win, and Man City, they look like they've done for the past couple of years, two, three years now, where they just kind of go out and assume they're the better team, assume that they can score goals, and assume the other team's not going to bring their A game. But, you know, Celtic did, and it caught Man City off guard, very much like I think Tottenham's catching them off guard. Do you feel, Alex, that maybe, you know, if you're going to get a bad game out, like the, the, the group you got you onto was a pretty good group for you. I don't even know who this FC Baba Baba team is. Who are they? I don't even know who they are. <laughs> The fourth team of that group, okay? Um, uh, Mongolback? Yeah. Who, uh, no, no, no. Mucha Gladbach is a German team, but they're okay. Nothing well, they're, they're in the group. No, I know, but there's a fourth team. Who's the fourth team? No, they're Celtic. the fourth team. Celtic, Barcelona, Man City, Bruce, oh, okay. and Mongolback. Okay, that yeah. best, okay, so that's the fourth team. Ah, the rare five-team yeah. Champions League group. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that was probably <laughs> what I was worried about for you. But, you know, I don't see, like Bob said, I don't see a big, big, do you think the big problem of them getting through, Bob? I don't. No. They, I mean, they got all. a point at Celtic State. Not a bad, not they a bad They will get point. through. It's just, you may not want to be the second team out of that group for matchup no, purposes. Right. If you remember, Celtic was almost knocked out of the Champions League in the playing game by the Israeli team. I don't right. know if you remember, but that was, that would have been something as well. An interesting turn. Um, Celtic has always been a great friend. I would, I would, you know, a point there is not a horrible thing. No, if they didn't play Barcelona and they lost, and they and they, you know, Celtic lost one nothing to Mucic-Lebeck, you wouldn't think anything really of it. That seven was a big. They hung a big seven goals on them. You know, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Is that just sort of an outlier kind of game? Is that just a lot of luck, a combination of things that allowed Barcelona to score so many goals? I, I I'm, I guess. I just have to wait until Man City plays Barcelona to see how they'll be able to compete with those kind of teams in the future and see Barcelona's, what Pep has. Alex, I mean, Barcelona is that good every year. And speaking of La Liga, once again, we have this argument. I make this argument every year. Brian's not here. I wish he was sitting here. Just so I could say to him, hey, what do you think of Atletic Madrid now? You know what I mean? They got six points. Look at Atletic Madrid as leading. They beat, they beat Bayern Munich, okay? Fairly handily, too, okay? That's a great win. Bayern Munich... Even though it was at the, uh, it was at at um, Athletic, that's a big win. I mean, every single year these La Liga teams, and I'm including uh, Athletic Madrid and Seville in these things, they get there, man, and they never get they never get the credit that either Real Madrid or Barcelona gets, or even the credit that, Bar- that Bayern Munich. Get. Well, I'll tell you, I, I take the FIFA games every year. They come out with a new FIFA game, right? And I take the ratings they have for the teams, and I average them out, and I compare, you know, the different leagues and stuff like that. Do you that. really? Yeah. Wow. For fun. And I'll tell you this. The That's Spanish really cool. League is always better on average than the Premier team, Premier League. I mean, they, they do attacking defense, midfield, they're always ahead by just one or two points, but that's enough. And then people say, oh, it's the outlier teams. They say it's Barcelona and Real Madrid. That's They say the Spanish League's top-heavy. And I say, okay, I'll take them out of the averages, you know, account for that, you know, do it again, let's do that. And, and then most of the times, you know, it's still one, one point ahead, two points ahead, three points ahead on defense, attacking midfield. So you're absolutely right, and FIFA agrees with you. I'm just we're, throwing, we're just throwing that Madrid, out there. Alex, we're just out Athletic Madrid 
come in when in comparison to like Real Madrid and Barcelona on those scores on that game uh, the, and the ratings on that? I'm just curious. They're always similar, but because Barcelona has Messi, because Real Madrid has Gareth Bale and Ronaldo, those guys are such outstanding players in the game, and their ratings are so high. If they're on your team, your your attack is automatically almost always better than any other team. That just. Just Very because, interesting. Yeah, the way they do the numbers and everything like that. Messi alone will lift any team from, like, 15th in the league to one, number one, just so, because he's so, so much so better like than Messi everybody. Messi and Ronaldo are worth more to their FIFA team, the game team, than they are maybe to their real team. Perhaps, yeah. I mean, especially if you have a good player that knows the controls and you give him Messi or Ronaldo, yeah, lights out. I mean, see you later. We've talked about FIFA many times, sure. obviously. Hey, we mentioned the eSports, right? I guess there's... Hey, we're back. Here we are. We're back. You know, there's a lot of that where there's people competing from all over the world. You can play anybody in the world. And I've said many times, you know, some people that may be listening to this right now and they're older soccer fans may say, ah, like, just that that garbage, right? That uh, online. And I'm actually kind of one of those old guys in a young man's body, but I don't really play it at all. Sure. I stink at it. Uh, Maybe that's those... why you don't play. I mean, I don't play a lot of sports because I'm terrible golf, basketball, football. Okay. But I'm good online, so, so I, play I play the sports yeah. and I don't yeah. play the, the video games. Maybe that's what it is. Bob, but... it's better to be better to be an old guy in an old guy's body. Just just to <laughs> point that out to you. Okay, thank okay. you for letting me know. Yes. But nevertheless, what I'll say is the game itself has grown the game immensely. Yeah. I mean, there are people that haven't watched a single English Premier League game, and they're rattling off these names to me. And I think that's wonderful. The right? single just, most biggest reason why soccer is taking a foothold in America with the young people is they play that game. Right. They, they're aware of that game. Oh, that and the fact that you wake up Saturday and Sunday morning and it's on. When you're eating your Fruit Loops, you got, like, soccer. You but know, again, you I, don't nothing think, else I think there's a lot of people that aren't even doing that, aren't eating Fruit Loops and watching soccer in the morning. They're just playing FIFA. And maybe someday that starts to click. And maybe they start to move to heading out to watch a game at the bar. Or maybe the next time the World Cup comes around, they're a lot more likely to invest fully into it, go out, watch the games. And there's the final whistle from White Hart Lane. Tottenham 2-0 win over Man City. Climbed to within just one point of first, sneaking ahead of Liverpool. So now it's Man City 18 points through seven matches. Tottenham 17 points through seven matches. And Liverpool, 16 points through seven matches. Yeah, Tottenham with a plus-nine goal differential. Manchester City with a plus-eleven. So it's pretty close, you know. It's pretty pretty darn close. And Liverpool, not to be outdone, is eight, a plus-eight, you know, in third place. So, you know, I'm sure somewhere Brian Kammerskart's very happy right now, you know. There he is, BK. Okay. Got to get BK on here. I got I to talk to him because I thought he was going to laugh at me, give me a call and laugh at me. When Tottenham lost the first game of the Champions League, but he did. He oh did. man, that's yeah. a shame. And now we mentioned the um, we mentioned the LaSalle soccer, and I say this uh, all in good-hearted nature. Brian came out and did a game with me. It was against Bonner Prendy. It's a game that LaSalle kind of ran away with. It was a three-no win, but uh, they did not play well. And uh, yeah, I'll say they didn't play well. But at the high school level. That's all you can say. You can say, hey, they didn't play their best game. Here's where they can improve. Bry guy here uh, <laughs> was not happy. He was not happy to be watching for whatever he considered not a great level of soccer. So the Bonner keeper, two minutes in, misplays a ball, and it ends up going past. And it was like a two-hopping shot, kind of got through his legs. And I said, oh, and the, you know, the keeper 
It gets through his legs. There's a goal for LaSalle. They're on the board. And Brian, in his classic accent, no nonsense voice, is like, yeah, um, that's, uh, that, was, that was not good goaltending there. I, I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Brian is a, you know, think about Brian. He's a big, big fan champion of youth soccer, high school soccer. So, I, you know, I don't think he looks down upon it. I think Bryce is very critical he is, and I of think bad play. He that's what is. it came yeah. down to, and he knew that there's better in that LaSalle team, and I had seen better from that LaSalle team, but it kind of was funny. I did get a little bit of feedback after the game. Hey, you guys are a little rough on us. Sorry about that. Here's Sorry your key, guys. That. By the way, next week, there's no game next week. It's another international wonderful weekend. international weekend. Lovely. You know how much I love. I do. But, uh, um, after that, we go to West Bromwich Albion. That's the kind of game that Tottenham, with two weeks to think about it, can't slip up, okay? They can't give back what they earned today. Well, now they're title contenders, so in my opinion, they, they shouldn't lose another game if they want to remain title contenders. Yeah, I think you're being a little... I mean, you're, you're right to an extent. I think you're being a little... It's, I mean, you can lose some points. I mean, you know, it's, Although, look, Manchester lost the game. Of seven, which means if you put that over a year, they could lose, what, six games? Yeah. Or so, some five, six games. I mean, so you could lose, but right, but, you know, you can't. You Alex can't says, lose games that you I have say, to win. in the beginning Alex of the says, season, we yeah. we need 114 points, no right. less. I want, I want a nice cushion, I'm saying, going into the transfer window. You know what, Alex? Think of it this way. You oh. still have 111 possible points that you can gain this season. So I want all of them. Think about it on the bright side. He wants every point. I'll tell you what he's going to do. Or your, your team's going to do one way or the other on the on the uh, on uh, Saturday the fifteenth. They're going to do a real favor for Tottenham because they're hosting Everton. So there one of those go. teams is going to drop points, and yeah. you need to bounce back in that game because that's the game they do. at home. You can't lose. You can't pull um, what Manchester United did today. You can't you know, win. Go ahead and lose on a draw. At home, no, that would be not. very bad. That's what that's what United did. Now that's a very very costly. To me, that's much more costly than what City did today. City lost to a team that was second place on the second place team's turf. So I don't think that's. I mean, it would have been nice to get a draw, but I don't think you could bank at three points before that game. Would you agree with that, Bob? I mean, I don't think as you could. Man, Man City could look past Tottenham going to Tottenham. I don't think they can. No, no, that was right. not. No. Right. no, I mean, listen. It wasn't anything looking past. It was an own goal that was unfortunate, put into a tough spot, and then it was a great build-up and finished by Dali Alley, right? right? That's the match. And then from there, Tottenham's defense plays great. Right. Hugo makes one or two very good saves. The rest of the time, the back four was solid. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I think sometimes the whole looking past and not getting up for and that sometimes can be overplayed, right? It was a little great, bit about you're going to lose games, Bob. You're going to lose games. And that's a game for them to lose. I mean, that was a game on the schedule that you look. They're not going to win them all, even though Alex seems to think that they should win them all. But in Everyone. reality, right, but in reality, if you're going to drop some points, that's a game you're going to lose. If that was a home game for City, it would be a whole different story. Right. Right, in my opinion. Yep. Right. Well, well, we'll take another break in just a sec here and come back on the other side as we have a final 2-0 Tottenham over Man City. Next up here at Villa Capri, Burnley against Arsenal. I know English Paul and all the folks here are going to be excited about that. But you mentioned the international break. Two friendlies for the United States national team during that period. October 7th, a Friday at 4 o'clock p.m. They play Cuba. And then on the 11th of October at 8 o'clock p.m. start, the United States plays New Zealand. So that all in the build-up to the next international break, which is mid-November. 
as the United States plays Mexico in the hexagonal qualifying November 11th, Costa Rica on the 15th, and that will be two huge, huge games for World Cup qualifying, uh, the two World best Cup. teams in CONCACAF. Yeah, this October win- uh, the uh, international window is riveting. By Cuba and New Zealand? Yes. Riveting. Anyway, um, <laughs> Uh, when's that West Brom game start? It's better than St. Vincent and Co. or whatever. St. Vincent and Friends Nation. Is whatever it better than the, the Union at Orlando City? Yes. Or vice versa? <laughs> I guess that's the question I would ask you. Speaking of which, where's Matt? <laughs> I want to talk to him about the, uh, the uh, um, supporters group, you know, yes. the American Outlaws, man. Well, we should do that. We well, should be doing something for that, those, those games. We'll, we'll, we'll hit that after the break, as well as some Philadelphia Union talk. Is you it are, a doubleheader? Can we knock them both out? Like we t- might be able to. Four hours? Is that possible, those that two might games? Be, might be our time on that Just one. kidding. I, I kid because I, well, whatever. I don't even get the joke. So we'll just move past <laughs> it and go to the break. This is Boo Soccer, live from Villa Capri. And it's live on the BLS radio player. There's no joke. You know what? There's no joke. Robner, Allen Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at elmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's elmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created, and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. ElmarkSigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radiball as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, you know, of all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And- so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. 
I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. Hey, Bob Long Sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports Network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. BobLongSports.com gives you not only the best radio broadcasts on the internet, but plenty of articles as well. Stay up to date on your Penn State football team. Stay up to date on college football, the MLB, the NFL, and every other major sport out there. Tune in to all the radio shows and be sure to check our website regularly to see what content we have up now. And when you hear that jingle... Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. You know you're in the right place. Robner, Allen, Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. Welcome back to Villa Capri here in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. It's 51 West Court Street, and it is the oldest pizzeria in Doylestown. Not only that, it's the great, the greatest place to watch soccer in town, and uh, it's where we call ourselves and make ourselves at home. I kill for a pizza whole pizza right now, man. I'm so hungry. Could you say that a little louder? I kill for a piece of pizza right now. I'm so hungry. Okay. Don't kill me. Oh, kill no. Bob. Yes. <laughs> Do that. Did you eat breakfast, Eric? No, I'm starving. That's what I thought. And then the coffee I thought I was on top get, of that. I thought I was going to get some bangers and mash, but Ooh, I guess not. We should get that going on here. Hey, I'm ready. But let's, first of all, talk what we've been waiting to talk about all day, which is the Ryder Cup. And I know you guys have been waiting with anxious, anxious anticipation, as I have. Uh, well, I'm interested to see how it all works. I mean, you, you try to hit the ball in the hole. Is that the point of the of the cup, of the game? It would be a better sport if they hit each other with the clubs, <laughs> personally. But that's, <laughs> well, how about, I did see in practice, what field was it? Field hockey. 
Team Europe, they, they called the fans onto the, the course, I guess. Uh, one of the guys missed a putt or something so like that. So that was and a the wonderful fans sunk story. It. So on, uh, on Wednesday, there is... <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard? Because Bob's got this wonderful setup, and Alex is just like laughing at his story <laughs> before we even hear it. I'm sorry, go ahead, tell the story. Because I'm sure it's good. Oh, it is. So I love sports of any kind, so... Yeah, so does Alex. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah That's I, why I'm I like here. sports of any kind, so go talk about Yeah, Bob, so I respect the fact that you care so deeply about these things that I should care about. So I respect that. All right. Well, so should you care about That's a philosophical I'm question. Too old, Not really. I, I'm no. too old. I only have so much gray matter. <laughs> yeah, gray we are talking left, about right? that. Anyway, send the story, please, Bob. <laughs> this is going well. <laughs> we should try could've coming stuck, back from break again. <laughs> we could have stuck on two segments, man. But you know, you were, you had to be you had to be a pig. So this is what you get. Okay, go ahead. All right, let's go. Ahead, let's go. Ahead. I'm sorry. I'm done. Yeah. Don't push right. the envelope, Bob. You taught me that. You know. I know you don't believe in that stuff. I taught you that. Yeah, you don't really believe in oh that. Oh boy, kind of oh thing, boy. The mic has come loose from the stand. Now all bets are off. <laughs> all right. There you go. I won't say anything. All right. So uh, at the the round before. The actual tournament started. They have practice rounds, just like they will for majors, regular tournaments. Fans can come out and watch there. And the Ryder Cup is essentially the closest golf gets to, I'll say it, college football. In the atmosphere, the fact that people are screaming and yelling, they're cheering against specific guys. It's just so much fun. So at one of these practice rounds, an American fan, his name turns out to be David Johnson, as we found out later, is heckling. The Europeans, they're standing over about a 15-foot putt, and a couple of them were unable to make it. He said, come on, guys, I can make that putt. So Henrik Stenson, one of the European golfers, he's from Sweden, he says, oh, yeah, you think so? Come on, come on, make the putt. So he invites this guy inside the ropes, comes out there, grabs one of their putters, sets up to take the putt, but alas, here comes Justin Rose from England, and he sets down a $100 bill right next to the ball. says, we're going to put some money on this one. So the guy hits the putt, and this thing has some serious speed on it. <laughs> hits the back of the cup, pops up a little bit, and drops down. No way. He made this putt, and he goes nuts on the green. He shakes hands with all the European guys. and That's the atmosphere of the Ryder Cup. It's very, very cool. Now, obviously, that won't happen today. didn't happen on Friday or Saturday because it's real competition, but that's really the spirit of the Ryder Cup. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that, the, you know, the way they are with the rules of golf, they even allowed the guy onto the course to do that. Yeah, again, practice round was the difference there. Oh, but it was a practice round. Okay. Right. There you go. But the Ryder Cup is the United States against Europe. There's 12 players on each side, nine of which for the United States are delegated by points throughout the season, three of which are captain's picks. On the European side, eight qualify through points, four are a captain's pick. Davis Love III is the United States captain this year, and... Uh, it's an impressive team of United States golfers. They play foursomes and four ball on the morning and afternoon on Friday and Saturday. So there are four matches out at any one time, two for the United States against two for, um, two for Europe. So there's four people in each group? Four people in each group, two from each team, and then there's right. four groups of that. So What's eight a guys. Four-strum? Foursomes. Oh, I thought you said foursomes. I thought it was like Brian Cavanaugh's cards, like relatives. No, foursomes. <laughs> A foursome is essentially better ball. So one player tees off, the next guy hits the next shot, then if they're putting, the next guy, and oh. then they alternate. So they alternate like that. Yep. How do you decide who hits the first, who, who uh, all, you drives just, the ball? One player tees off on the odd holes, another player on the even holes. Right. And then four ball 
is where essentially you play better ball. Not best ball, like not a scramble, but better ball, as in you play your own ball to completion, and the lowest score for a twosome, if you will, qualifies as the United States core in this case. So let's say Dustin Johnson and Matt Kuchar are playing. Matt Kuchar shoots a five, Dustin Johnson a four. The United States score is a four. They're playing Thomas Peters and Roy McIlroy on the European side. Roy McIlroy shoots a three, Peters a four. The three counts, and the Europeans win that hole. So it's the best score of the two two competitors on each team. Exactly. And so there are 16 points up for grabs over this first two-day span, eight a day. And the United States, they've had trouble with Europe in especially the four ball, um, or I should say the four sums, they had more trouble over recent years. The United States hasn't won a Ryder Cup since 2008. It's a biennial competition, so once every other year. Before that, 1993, Tom Watson uh, and his led team won the 93 Ryder Cup. They lost in 2014, and there was a lot of discussion about how the United States golf organization, how, how the PGA of America was handling it. Um, the captain system, they thought it wasn't working. Phil Mickelson actually goes off in the post-round press conference of the 2014 Ryder Cup at Glen Eagles and says, you know, Azinger did it this way. He instituted a pod system. So it's not one captain with all 12 guys, three pods of four. They work together, play together, prepare together. And essentially they put together a whole task force, did the PGA of America, a task force to go into this Ryder Cup with a new mindset. Um, we can argue about the validity of all that, but apparently it seems to have worked. The United States on Friday morning foursomes goes out, and they win all four points. So you win a point by winning a match. Right. And the United States got out there. Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed came out and played very, very well, beat Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson, and the route was on, at least in the morning session. Europe claws back to the point where they're actually tied, six and a half to six and a half through the first completed round of Saturday afternoon four sums. Then the United States win the next three groups. They're leading nine and a half to six and a half going into Sunday singles, which is all 12 guys playing in a singles match. 18 holes, stroke play, well, match play, I should say, but they're playing their own ball to completion. How do they decide who plays who? It's just a choice of the captains. So, you know, oh, okay. session one, two, three, oh, four, okay. and then they match up that way. That's interesting. Right. You said there was a Ryder Cup in 1993, right? Yes. And this is 2016. When did yep. they switch That's to the That's a good question. I believe years? it was 1999. So did they play two back-to-back? I believe they did. Or did they did. skip one? I believe they did. Oh, they did. That was, no, they skipped it because they had that earthquake in Japan. Is that what it was? It was a skip? No, because there was an earthquake no, in the No, but course. why would it be in Japan? I just it's the USA against the hell of it. Why I not? totally made that up. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. if you had said the President's Cup, I may have actually believed you. And the President's Cup played in the United States. Uh, it's, that, it's the other year. So not Europe, but you'll see, like, um, Jason Day from Australia. You'll see South Africans. Uh, why did they switch, Bob? Why did they switch from against? Like, wasn't it the United Kingdom against? Uh, That's exactly right. It was yeah. Great Britain and right. Isles. Against the United States. Right. In the, United in the States, President's Cup? In the, this is the Ryder Cup way oh, back in the day okay. now, 30s, 40s. And the United States completely owned it. So I think into the 60s they made that change to include all of Europe to make it a more level playing field. And Europe has definitely had the better of the two sides since it changed to USA against Europe. But again, I'll say this again. It's the greatest spectacle in golf. It's not the Masters. 
It's not the U.S. Open. It's the Ryder Cup. And it's where legacies are born. Legacies are tainted. And some of the best golfers of all time, first or second question, what was your Ryder Cup record? What were your key moments from the Ryder Cup? Colin Montgomery called winning as a captain the greatest honor of his entire golf career. And I think it's something that's underrated all throughout golf, all throughout sports. And I'm glad to see it getting the coverage it really deserves this year. Matches will start at noon Eastern time today, the 12 singles matches. I think we as human beings always like team and certainly patriotic country competition rather than individual competition. And I think what you have here... I mean, I know sometimes it's a blowout in the last days, kind of a, irrelevant, right? I mean, I've seen, you know, but it's good because you know, this you will should, be irrelevant. You, I mean, look, all you're, you know, you're watching like the U.S. Open. You're, you're looking at two or three stories going on. You know what I mean? You may have a great finish at Disney. Since here, you have already have two. It's three days. You said three days. So Friday, the first two Saturday, days, Sunday. you're already having wonderful competition. No matter what, it's close. Anybody could win because there's no score and nothing carries over to the next day except your point that you got or didn't get in your match so right. you get a whole new slate oh sure so every there's That's no the cut everybody play. keeps Absolutely. playing and so your boys have to give you three or at least two out of three good rounds instead of just one good round I like that I think that's great although well, I don't see how you bat you how you you know the US versus you know 11 countries it's it's like the world cup of hockey that they're having I kind of bothered right. me that's set up too I, I get the British Isles because apparently they, they've always been put together. It's always been under the same flag, so to speak. You know, now it's kind of ridiculous because you got like Ireland involved, and it's you know so many issues between Britain, England and Ireland. It kind of, kind of got kind of ridiculous. But you know, you, I mean, I don't really know where they draw these players. I mean, Germany, I know as a and Spain as a pretty. Good, I'm not sure what you're talking about. No, what I'm saying, what made them like Europe against the U.S.? You would think Europe because, would have a huge because advantage. Because the Ryder Cup was so overmatched, it appeared the Great Britain was so overmatched, they just couldn't win anything. the The event was looking like it was going to move into oblivion. So, in order to maintain salvage, salvage, I wouldn't even say spice up to salvage the event, they made it. USA against all of Europe. And I think it has been very successful. I noticed uh, their uniforms have the flag of the European Union. Is they that do. correct? And what happens in the future when <laughs> the British players come over and play? Will they have to wear that flag on their uh, uniform? Or will they question. then be their own team again now? It's that hasn't been discussed at all, right? That, has not to me, that's discussed. a very important issue, <laughs> at least in I the matches. I guess you could so. be a union in golf and not a union uh, when it comes to banking. Yeah, I'm sure they yeah, would sure. be fine with that. Uh, I'm sure that's... Now, with soccer implications, uh, there's certainly some with regard to taxes and, right. and uh, who's going to be considered a homegrown player versus not. So there's a lot that will go into that. But, but back to golf here. We'll get into the individual singles matches today. Patrick Reed at 11.04 a.m. will tee off against Rory McIlroy. Really the heart and soul of each of these teams have been Reed on the USA side, Rory McIlroy on the European side. Rory, we've seen more emotion out of him than really I've huge ever Huge national hero ever England, seen. by the way. Huge, Northern Ireland. Huge. But huge hero in those parts, man. You know, golf's very big there. It's not, it know, is. It's, it's a it's, big deal. It's a big, very big deal. Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, Trump's got a course there. I think he, over there in Europe. Yeah, I own, I own property. Yeah, yeah just ask <laughs> yeah. him; he'll tell you about it. <laughs> yeah. At eleven fifteen, Jordan Spieth tees off against Henrik Stenson. Now, Spieth and Stenson have played together on opposing sides almost all weekend long. Rose and Stenson against Reed and Spieth. That's really been the group all weekend, and 
I can't wait to see what Jordan does today because I think he'd tell you to a man, he hasn't played well this weekend. He's been spraying balls all over. He's been in many ways salvaged by Patrick Reed having him on his team. That'll be an interesting matchup. But that's what it's all about. I, I go so advantage. you're saying you can't lean on him now. Can't, can't lean on, lean on the guy, right? Right. It's so match that's match play. That's so, very interesting. I yep. like that. And they mix it up like kind of like they're doing with the Pence presidential debates. Like the next one's going to be like a town hall debate. Sure. I like when they mix things up because you know it would be very boring to do it the same way each day. If they, right. They, you know, if they. I mean, I guess what, has it always been this kind of uh, setup? Yep. It's now, always the only been thing like is the individual, individuals. the individual countries, whoever's hosting, can decide whether they want to play foursomes or four ball first in the morning. On Friday and Saturday, but beside that, the format is the format, and then twelve singles matches because you have four on the bench at any one time. Remember, four groups on the course of two—that's eight. So captains can decide who to sit out. I mean, for example, what Europe, do they do on the bench? In the bench in golf is it just the clubhouse, or they yeah, have you can be where you can sand cool. trap. They all have to sit in the sand <laughs> until they're cold. It's like sitting on the beach. Um, Wait, who? Okay, okay. So there's 12 matches and there's 12 players, correct? Today, yes. Right. So everybody plays. So there's no bench. That's right. There's no, no bench. substitute bench. Okay. So they, who decides? The question I have for you, and it might sound really rudimentary, but who decides who the cap? How does the captain get picked? Well, it's picked by the relative association. So in the example of Europe, the RNA, Royal and Ancient, which is like their PGA, and on the U.S. side, the PGA of America will decide. Now, my, my you know, recollection of this thing is that many times it's an older guy, and not necessarily the best, you know, maybe a little past or prime golfing-wise. Is that true? The captain or the player? The captain. Well, yeah, if it was uh, someone in their playing prime, they'd be on the team, not the oh, captain. So the ca- oh, okay, well, that's the captain part. captain doesn't play. Oh, the captain the captain's does, not oh, on the yes, team. Okay, yes. I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. So who's the captain this year? Davis Love the third. And oh. will Tiger Woods ever be the captain? He will be at some point, I, be I, at I some believe, point. at okay. least. Why? Well, I don't know, just because he's real good. He's, he's getting he's beyond a vice his cap- prime. He seems like the... Yeah, he's a vice captain right now. I mean, he's got a wealth of knowledge, yeah. clearly, about the game of golf and wants to be involved, it appears. Right. Wants to continue to yeah, stay involved. Yeah, he's very good at using, uh, using his clubs on his wife, too. Actually, I think the wife used the clubs on him. Well, either way, whatever. Revisionist history. But who do you... What, what the hell are you who talking do you, about? Who do you think... Wait, wait. <laughs> wait, so Tiger is like an assistant coach? Is that what he's it is? An, uh, he's an assistant captain, yes. A vice but captain. But you think he doesn't play either? He does not play. Now, he's why? He's actually leading one of the... Because he's not good enough right now. Re- okay. okay. I mean, he, he hasn't even played this year. He's been injured. Right. Even if he wasn't injured, you, you could have a discussion on whether he would qualify for the team or not. But and he like hasn't even played in 2016. captaincy? Is that allowed? Can you have the same captain? Oh, sure. Okay, got yeah, it. The guy who's the British captain, I'm sorry, the European Darren captain, Clark. Is very, he's like four out of five times he's wanted or something. I saw the stats on hmm. that. Okay. But his actual playing career wasn't all that great. Now, he did in, win a British Open three years ago, though. I meant, I meant in the, da- in in the, the Ryder, Ryder Cup. Cup right. Understood. What's yep. the difference between the Ryder Cup and the Davis Cup? Davis Cup is tennis, oh, right? the name. Davis First Cup off. is tennis. The name, yes. <laughs> no, the, the, honestly, though, the equivalent would be the President's Cup, Eric. The President's Cup is the one done the other year, played against the, some of the southern nations. So you'll see South Africans, you'll see Jason Day, Adam Scott in the President's Cup. and They've long lamented how that competition hasn't been thought of the same way as the Ryder Cup. Never as intense, doesn't mean as much. Why do you think that is? I think just the history of the Ryder Cup, frankly. I mean, the, the history Ryder of Cup, our country is The Ryder like Cup that. is history because we've made it history, right? At the end of the day, it's 12 guys going together, playing a competition. A lot of these guys are cordial, like each other at the end of the day. But 
there has been a sense of importance put on the Ryder Cup, and I have absolutely flocked to it. I mean, it's my favorite event in golf. It's my second or third favorite event in all sports. No kidding. The only events I would put above it would be the World Cup and March Madness. Right. So you're very – well, I, and, you know, I think tennis, it's funny. Tennis, I think middle-aged guys, I think they, they can relate much more to golf than they can to tennis, just in general. And But it's interesting because the team concept with golf, follow me on this, is, is never really been there in my mind, except for the Ryder Cup. It happens at the college level, which right. I think you see guys successful, like Patrick Reed, Jordan Speed. They've played – with teammates. Stanford they've, and the like. They've done this. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. In the case of Reed, uh, I believe Georgia, and then Jordan Speed, Texas. But, so but they've yes. played in the United States. Tiger Woods, Stanford, absolutely. Do most of these great uh, European golfers, Ryder Cup quality golfers, play go to college in, in America? Some do. Uh, a lot do not. It's pretty neat stuff, man. It's really yeah, cool. I'm going to watch today because that's very right. – no, no, no. Because, no, it's, it's interesting. And I, I, I just – it seemed to me, Bob, and maybe it's just because when I started really watching sports closely, the U.S. was losing each one. It's kind of embarrassing. Yep, they were. They were losing a lot. So how many have they lost in a row? Do you know? Uh, well, let's see. They lost 2010, 2012, 2014, so three in a row. And they won in 08. They won in 08. And Paul they lost in 06. How did they do in 06? Lost, lost, so, so lost, lost. Right, so they, they've lost like 9 yeah. out of 10, 8 out of 9, something like that. They've struggled, okay. no doubt about and it. And I think that, you know, that, that's, that's America, man. You know, America doesn't love ju- – look at the American soccer team. You know, the American men's soccer right, team. Right, right. I mean, if they, the if, they, if they were in the World Cup finals, that would be the biggest story in America. Yep. But because be. they were kind of also rands on the world stage, yep. they are kind of forgotten. Yeah, so and they go back into hibernation in a way. Yep, and so back to this – Ryder Cup, we'll, we'll sort of finish up with this, but nine and a half to six and a half the United States leads. They need 14 and a half out of the 28 total points to win the Cup. Europe needs 14 out of the 28 points to retain the Cup. So this could easily finish 14 apiece today, and by virtue of Europe winning two years ago, they would retain the Cup for That's another ridiculous. two years. So they can, they can, the USA can clinch the Cup before everybody's finished their games, right? Absolutely, okay, and if it. that's the case, everybody walks off the course. So they stop playing. Well, oh. actually, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. They, they will likely continue playing. Why wouldn't they break the tie? Why wouldn't they each team the next like Monday, for example, in this case, get that's to pick just, their best player the and they play? But it's see who can hit the ball the furthest. I'd yeah, but they change the, they yeah, that's the like ties. Penalties in soccer. They change yeah. ties in football, so why can't they, t- they change the Ryder Cup? Because it's not a tie. It's a retainage. They retain the cup. Tomato, yeah. tomato. I mean, a tie is a tie. No, I think there's a distinct difference. You need, to, you need to win it. Back. You need to physically take it. For example, if you're guarding a city and our armies come together and they just kind of sit at the same spot the whole time. I Who's still city got the it? city. It's yeah. still mine. That's right. Well, okay, if you look at warfare, okay. That's, well, this that's is, it's golf. It's warfare. It's, every, it's competition. Or they can have really. one guy play and one of them is going to die on their shield, right? Uh, no? That's not how they do it. Oh, you no. could do that. <laughs> Why not? Little, what do I know? But you're okay with a tie, Bob? You're the golf fan. Are you okay with the retainage? Uh, yeah, okay. absolutely. But that would yeah. be a killer for the U.S. with a three-point lead, I'm guessing, to get a retainage right now. would be a horrible result. It would be. I right. mean, it would be very similar to the miracle of Medina at this point. They had a bigger lead. It was 10-6 mm. going into Sunday singles. But Europe came away and that. won. I remember that. 2012. I remember that. That was big. That was, and that was here, correct? Yes, Medina. So yes, they sir. go. Okay, let me ask you this. How... 
formidable or big of a lead is this right now? In your opinion, like looking at it in layman's terms. How, so how there are 12 matches. They need to win five of them or the equivalent of five with halving of matches. So if after 18 holes it's all square, that's a half. H-A-L-V-E, meaning that each team gets .5. That's how you get to like nine and a half, six and a half. So it is not out of the question that Europe could still come back and win this. Europe, if they win seven and a half points today, they win. If United States wins five, they win. So five out of 12, four and a half out of 12, I mean, it's absolutely possible. And we'll go through the matchups right now. We have Before a question. You do that, the U.S. guys can definitely play for a draw, though, correct? Uh, that, that's not like that. It's, uh, not, it's like, not like that. It's when it comes like down to the last hole, they can, they, but, but there's definitely strategy that comes oh, into it, right? There are times where you play a little bit more conservative right. if you have the lead or otherwise, sure. Right. But, like, you can play conservative all you want, and then on a par five, Rory McIlroy can bomb one with a three-wood 290 yards onto the green and putt one in for eagle. I mean, there's no way to defend against that. It's just different because it's a individual sport. Bob, when we come back, Alex and I are going to have a full report. We're going to have a full discussion about how this came out the next time we do our show, okay? I'm going to watch it religiously. The Eagles aren't playing. I'm going to watch it religiously, and I'm going to give you – we're going to talk about it. Good. I, I think you may have made a convert here. That's you – know, so thank, thank you. you. Thank you Now, for we that. do have a question from Twitter. Thoughts on DJ being so far back in the lineup – whether that is as a safety net or not. And we'll get into that now because we'll go through the 12 singles. Patrick Reed against Rory McIlroy. Alex, I go. I actually go advanced. I don't know. If, I mean, that's a coin flip. Rory's playing great, but Patrick Reed loves this competition. Are they the two best players on each team? Uh, the way they're playing They'd right now. Playing the best. Rory might be the best in the world, Got it. if you ask me. Uh, Reed is not, but is playing great right now. I'm still going to go advantage Europe. Jordan Speed against Henrik Stenson. Jordan's just not playing that well. I, sure. go, I go Henrik. Advantage Europe. Thomas Peters against J.B. Holmes. I hate to do this again. I go Europe. I think Thomas Peters. So they're 3-0 right now, two, you're saying. Two bombers going at it, Holmes and Peters. But Peters is playing very good golf right now. Now, being on his own, will that be a difference? Uh, match maybe J.B. Holmes could steal. But all of a sudden, if these matches were to end in succession, right, as they go off, this would be nine and a half to nine and a half. So they don't. They don't end in succession. Is that what you're saying, or they do? Oh no, it just depends, right? So if you win five and four, meaning you are five up with four holes to go, that match is over. That match will probably end more quickly, even if you go out after the match in front of you. If the match in front of you ends two and one, so you're five up, four holes to go. Meaning you play less holes than. If you play less holes, obviously your match will end sure. quicker. So then the next one is Justin Rose against Ricky Fowler. Yeesh. I'm feeling Europe again on that one. Justin Rose is a so cool So they're now cat. winning. Ten and a half to nine and a half. Again, if these matches were right. to end in succession. Jimmy Walker, Rafael Cabrera-Bello. I like Rafa a lot, but I'd go Jimmy Walker on this one. So ten and a half apiece. Sergio Garcia, Phil Mickelson. Sergio, man. Love Sergio Garcia. He's as good a ball striker as there is in the game of golf right now. His putting may be suspect, but in singles, Phil Mickelson's going to get himself into trouble right. off the tee. He's going to have to try to finagle his way back. That's and, a uh, given, no doubt. That is a given that he's going to get himself in trouble. Ryan Moore against Lee Westwood. Lee Westwood has the yips right now. He is a very, very solid, if not one of the best ever, European Ryder Cup track records. But when you're not playing well, you're not playing well. 
I don't think past success over a three-day period indicates that you can all of a sudden flip the switch. I think Ryan Moore, the Ryder Cup rookie for the United States, wins that one. So what are we at now? Ten and a half apiece. Still? Still ten and a half apiece. Yeah, it was nine and a half, right? Oh, I thought it was ten and a half apiece. And now it should be eleven and a half apiece. Am I right? You are right. Sorry. Thank you. I, don't know, I thought maybe there was some sketchy You're scoring You're or good. something like that. They don't count the fourth and fifth guys or something. Who Brant knows, but, Snedeker, but. Andy Sullivan, a Ryder Cup rookie in Sullivan. I like my boy from Vandy in this one. Brant sure. Snedeker playing well. Good school. Lives for the Ryder Cup. Was a captain's pick. He's going to make good on it. He wins today in singles. Dustin Johnson against Chris Wood. And this was the source of the question from Mike Kurtz on Twitter, whether we think that Dustin Johnson – is a safety net. Why is he playing so far back? So Why not? This may be Rory? strategic, is what you're saying. And listen, Could be. I, you know, I just think it's you're going to put two bombers in a row here. The next guy I'm going to talk about is Brooks Kepka, and uh, Dustin's played near the back all weekend long. He's kind of been the anchor. This time he will not be. Zach Johnson will be the anchor. But I have no problem with where they put Dustin Johnson, throwing him right in the middle. Again, we're sitting here at Villa Capri. It's a soccer radio show. It's very similar to how you set up your penalties, right? right? That's what I'm thinking, and that's what I want to know. Do they know who has to pick the team first, or do they pick the teams at the same time? You know these matchups? I think you just put them in a slot. So they don't even know who they're going to be playing against. They get a sense, though. I mean, there's a sense. These captains understand. Yeah, they're not dumb. One another. Right. And what they're likely to do. But I think that could be a very positive matchup for Dustin Johnson. In fact, if he loses that one, I think the U.S. is in a very tough spot. So that puts the United States with three matches to go. Count my math with me. What are we at? Well, I can't. I I lost count at 11-11. All right. Well, I think you were at 12.5-11. We said Europe, 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 9.5. Europe again, 10.5. U.S., 10.5 apiece. Sergio wins 11.5 over Phil. Ryan Moore, 11.5 apiece. Brant Smuts, 12.5. Dustin Johnson, 13.5. Right. And now we have three matches left. Three left. And, but the and USA needs only one more That's to clinch right. it. They need one more point. So Brooks Kepka against Danny Willett. I'm going to skip this one and come back to sure, it. Please. Matt Kuchar against Marty Keimer. That one could go either way as well. Zach Johnson, Matthew Fitzpatrick. So those three matchups at the end, I think, are all toss-ups. The United States needs one of them to win. I think they will win I at least one I think the odds are pretty good, yeah. Yep, and I think it could be Brooks Kepka. He's a guy that I really, really like. Young guy. We don't really know a lot about him from a personality standpoint. He stayed away from the limelight, but he's just a bomber who competes. He competes in majors all the time. And he's come out and... The captain's pick? He, no, he qualified. Oh, he, oh, he qualified. Yep. Right. And where's he from? Where's the guy from? United States. I mean, uh, specifically. Oh, from there? I don't know. I'll have to get, it. I'll have to get more go. info on that Because you just talking one. about personality and stuff. I think you could sort of nail that down based on where he's from. No. Okay, we can work on that. We can work on that. Yeah. But I, I've said at the beginning of the week, I think Brooks was going to have a, a play in this. And I think it could be Brooks winning it for the United States... Yeah. Sometime around 5.30 or so, 5.36 o'clock. I'll tune in. I'll be sure to turn on my TV right around there, 4, 4.30, something like that. Yeah. Yep, see the final two or three holes. And I think the United States is going to win the Ryder Cup this year. And you're excited for it. I think we all are. That'll make the news, obviously, I'm sure, right? (laughs) I'll hear about it one way or another, whether or not the USA has won or lost the Ryder Cup. Thank you very much, Bob. Hey, that's, that's what it's all about. But thanks to... Mike Kurtz on Twitter for reaching out. 
and glad we could get to your question. I say U.S. wins the Ryder Cup. Can't wait for it. Now the, the crowd coming to life here at Villa Capri. We'll take our leave in just a minute, but Arsenal against Burnley, 17 minutes into this one. It's nil-nil, and uh, Arsenal, it's a big game for them. They can sneak all the way up to second place with this win. How could they knock out Tottenham? Knock them out. I mean, knock them out of second place is uh, what I'm talking about. No, I think they'll be even. They'll be even, but points. Arsenal has, what, more goals? What's the, what's the next deciding factor there? It would be goal differential. I don't think it really matters at, at this point necessarily. Uh, no, I mean specifically though. But we can check You'd like that. to know why. Well, they can sneak into a tie for second, I guess is maybe what I should say. Yeah. Arsenal, no, they cannot. I'm sorry. They only have 13 points, so they would be in a tie for third with Liverpool. That goal differential, if they were to win this game, because they're at eight, Liverpool is at eight. In order to win the game, they'd have to have a plus one at the very least. So they would be in third ahead of Liverpool on goal differential. But, Alex, I think that's it for us today. It was a great show. I'm all set. Great Sunday morning. Coming up on two hours. This was a lot of great discussion today, from soccer to NFL football in Europe to the Ryder Cup to Eric's rabbi. It was perfect. It was a great day at the office. And I think that's where he ran off to right now. I don't know. I think so. He concerns me when he goes outside, Bob. Yeah, I agree. Hashtag prayers for Eric. Prayers for Rabbi. All right, so that's it, Bob. That's it. So we'll say goodbye for for today and goodbye for now from Villa Capri in Doylestown. We'll be back on the air in just a few weeks. Excited to see everybody soon. For Eric Nash, Alex Krastowski, I'm Bob Long. This has been Vuvu Soccer, live on the BLS Sports Network, and we'll see you soon.